Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode of The Doggy Pod is brought to you by Advanced Pet Foods, experts in pet nutrition. It's that time of the week. It's Doggy Pod time. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Doggy Pod. I'm producer Stephen Peters here with my great pal, Dr. Rod Zamet. And today, I'm going to show you simple ways to teach your dog to fetch. Oh, yeah, my dog needs to learn that. We'll oh, also yeah. talk about what it means if your dog is a heavy breather during their sleep. Is this something we should be concerned about? And by popular demand, Yay. we're bringing back, mm, drum roll, Dr. Rob's top five. And this week, it's the top five funniest dog breeds. The ones that can't help but bring a smile to your face. Does that mean they do like stand-up comedy? Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you good jokes. Excellent. Anyway. They'll, they'll like your dad jokes. I'm not going anywhere for the next sort of 25, 30 minutes. So um, let's kick off this episode with what's been happening at the clinic this week, Rob. Well, yeah, real close there's always, call. There's always something. Uh, this one was a close call. It was Scout, my friend's wire-haired fox terrier. Colleen and Leon love their wire-haired fox terrier. She's a beautiful little dog. And I must say, she comes and stays with us from time to time. And I, she's a real personality. So when she came out and she was just absolutely, I mean, flat, really just didn't want to move, uh, wasn't well. You could tell this dog was lethargic. There were real problems. And I couldn't at first work out what was going on. We took her straight in. We did some blood tests. They were basically... Not bad at all. Didn't show any severe problems. They didn't give us anything. We took x-rays. Yeah, not, nothing severe could be seen. And then she started showing some signs. You know, trouble standing up, uh, trouble with balance, would knuckle over. You know, your front feet of a dog, you have to stand on your pads. When you start knuckling over and standing on your toes, you know things are bad, whether it's front foot or back foot. She started doing that and got... and 
downhill very quickly. How, how old was she? Scout is, is she? probably only a few years old now. So. Okay. So it was very, very um, unexpected for this to occur. We put her straight onto a drip. We did a full neurological examination and she was failing the examination everywhere. We look for certain reflexes and for certain responses when we're doing a neurological examination. She was in a lot of trouble. We uh, called in a specialist to have a look at her with us and we all had a big roundtable discussion. Poor Scout had contracted some form of viral meningitis. Oh, my God. Now, you've heard oh, of meningitis yeah. in people. Dogs can get it too. They can get encephalitis, which is an inflammation of the brain itself, and meningitis, which is the inflammation of the, uh, the surrounding tissues of the spinal cord and the brain, and they become very inflamed and cause problems. Uh, so we were in for a big fight, and I, at one stage, uh, Leon said to me, don't let her suffer. If you feel it's time, we'll come in and we'll say goodbye to her. I picked up the phone and I look. I just love that little dog, and it makes it very hard when you get so attached to them. And I get attached to all my patients, unfortunately. I thought I'll just try one more thing. And we, of all things, I, I went to dexamethasone. Now you may have heard of dexamethasone, Stephen. No, I haven't. No, you you have. Please enlighten me. You have when oh. uh, people say to you, "Well, we're using it to treat coronavirus." Oh, okay. And it doesn't actually. Um, stop the virus, but it takes away the inflammation caused by coronavirus and the inflammation caused by anything. It's a cortisone, and Mr. Trump will tell you, yeah, we've got all the good drugs. <laughs> let's, 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 <laughs> let's not, not go there. Let's, let's not mention that, man. <laughs> Don't mention the war. Um, but, yeah, dexamethasone has been used in veterinary practice for a long, long time to treat all sorts of inflammatory processes, even skin problems. So I decided I would go with that, and intravenously it went, and I slept out there in the clinic that particular night. I didn't want to bring her into the house, I didn't want to disturb her, so we stayed with her. You slept in the clinic? Yeah, with her, so I could be with her and watch her. And I do that when I've got sick dogs. You, know, you just, mm. what do you do? You've got to stay there. So literally next to the cages and... Stop scratching down there. Yeah, keep quiet up there. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty good. So, and in the morning, she started, she just gave me a little tail wag. Not a lot, but enough to give me encouragement that, yeah, we might be onto something. So we pressed on. The next morning, a bigger tail wag. And then she finally sat up on her on her tummy. Like, couldn't stand up, but she moved her body enough that, Wow, I'm starting to breathe a bit now. I'm not holding my breath as long. Mm. It took a while. It, this took a while. And uh, over the course of some time, and the reason I'm mentioning it now, I guess I was just worried. I didn't want to bring it up and open old wounds for people and things. But when today, you, Scout went home. So when you say some time, how, how long are you talking? Scout's probably been here for close on to five, six weeks now. Oh, my God. So it started a while ago and... It, she's been in I, – I took her in swimming for a little while to rehabilitate her, and now she's gone home. Colin is a great swimmer, her, her owner, and will swim with her. What I didn't know, Colin told me today, when I put uh, Scout in the pool, she dunks her head, dunked her head straight into the water, and I thought, oh, gosh, she can't hold her head up. So I used to hold her head up all the time. She'd be trying to push her head down. Right. Colin said, oh, no, she loves dunking her head right down. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the pool with her going round and round the pool, holding her head up, thinking, "Stop! You know, am I stopping her from drowning or what? But it wasn't. I was just stopping her from having a good time. Never so that, that's got to tell you she's feeling better. Oh, she is really, yeah. She's not – look, she's not 100%. She's still – 
you know, having trouble getting around uh, a little bit, but she can walk, she can go to the toilet, she's eating, drinking, doing everything normal. We've finally got made some headway. She's gone home on some now some anti-inflammatories, which are non-steroidal, so there's much, much less chance of any side effects, and we'll keep monitor, monitoring her. But Scout, my gorgeous little wire-haired fox terrier, is back in the Maroubra, uh, you know, should be doing the twist in no time. Well, the stomp. They did the stomp on Maroubra. They did. They did. <laughs> so uh, Scout lives to fight another day or swim Thank another God. lap. Swim another lap. Okay. Now, I don't know about uh, a lot of our listeners, but when I take um, my dog down to the dog park and and there's dogs down there happily chasing after balls and fetching sticks and the owners are having a ball with them and I throw something and my dog just kind of stares at me as if to say, you want me to go and get what? Why, <laughs> why would I do that? Is there any sort of simple tips uh, for people who have a like-minded lazy dog that, yep. couldn't, that couldn't be bothered uh, to no, just no, make no, it no, more she, active she, to go and chase something and... Bring it back. Is she's, it too much to ask, really? She, no, she's, she's taught you to fetch properly because you went and got the ball. Yeah, well, no that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. You see, some dogs are natural retrievers, and most of those live in a group called the gun dog group, mm. and some are in the working dog group, where they just love retrieving things for their owners. It's in their, it's in their DNA. It's just there to do. Others, you know, not so much so. But all dogs are capable of being taught to retrieve. It's good to start young with this exercise because they enjoy it. And how I always start, you know, from puppyhood, I get them to play with a ball that I will roll for them. They chase the ball and grab it, chase mm. the ball and grab it. When I want them to retrieve, I take them inside into a hallway and roll the ball down the hallway and they run down, grab the ball. Now there's only one way for them to go and it's back to me. When they get there, I just cuddle the puppy. Good dog, good boy and take the ball away and, and play with them you know, a little bit, give them a reward because they've enjoyed the ball. Now reward them for it. Roll it down again. Roll that ball down. They grab it and they, where are they going to go? And you go, pop, 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 and I'm back. I come to you with the ball. And so you've started the, the basis of retrieving. If your dog's a bit older and you, mm. know, you roll the ball and nothing happens down there, then there's, you've got to start the other way. And you sit the dog with you. You put the ball in the mouth and you say hold and just hold hold it gently in their mouth. Give and take the ball. Hold, give, hold until you can get to the point where you can put the ball on your hand. You say hold and the, ball, the dog grabs the ball and holds it. That's the start of a retrieving training. And you then do that a bit further away. So the, you, put, you put your hand a bit further away, hold, and the, ball, the dog comes over, grabs the ball. Hold, hold, hold. And it's a exercise you have to repeat i had a friend whose dog would just not retrieve and this is what he had to do with a he wanted to do obedience trials the dog wouldn't retrieve the dumbbell so he had to sit the dog hold give hold give every day he did this he did it for something like you know, 20 30 times a day that dog went on to win the hmm. national titles in obedience so right it's okay. it's another way of doing it third way of doing it you Go to a park where there's no other dogs, no distractions, and maybe the, your backyard's a good place where there's no other distractions. Put the ball on the ground and you start kicking the ball along and you follow that ball and your focus is on the ball with the dog next to you. And the dog's you know, trying to get your attention, but your, your attention is with the ball. 
So you keep kicking the ball right round, right round the yard, right round and around and around. Eventually, your dog is going to get the message. Your focus is on the ball. Your dog will change its focus to the ball as well and race after the ball. And when the dog grabs that ball, good dog, good dog, because you've been saying good dog while your dog eats all the time. So the dog feels good about this. Remember, mm, yes. we've said this so many times in the doggy pod. Make sure your dog understands the word good dog. But while it, it, it's uh, ignoring you and ignoring the ball, you just keep on going. Keep going around and around. Only if you have a good relationship with your dog will your dog do this for you. If you don't, if you don't have a good relationship and you expect your dog to fit, eh, what, what for? Mm. So you have to make sure you have that good relationship to begin with. But... Again, I've seen this happen where uh, people put a dumbbell on the ground, just kicked it right round a great big oval, and the dog follows and follows and follows, and round they go, round, and eventually the dog starts focusing on the dumbbell or when the you ball. S- yeah, I was going to say when you say dumbbell, no, not the big heavy weight ones, just a light wooden, no, yeah. light wooden one, <laughs> a light wooden one, and because they use those for retrieving trials, so okay, right, made of light wooden. Off you go, you throw it, and the dog grabs it and brings it back to you just to show the dog can retrieve on command. But that's how it's done. You make the focus on the article that you want retrieved and away you go, round and round, and the dog will eventually do it. But it's patience, Mm. time, and lots of reward for the dog. You can't force a dog to retrieve for you, ever. And you shouldn't force a dog to do any command for you. Yeah, you may persuade them. You may teach them to sit when they're little, gently push their bottoms down in the sit position. That's fine. But don't force a dog to do it. If a dog does, really doesn't want to sit, maybe it's got an angle gland problem, so you've got to go and check it with a vet. But, yeah. You know, whatever it is, never force the dogs. No need to. Dogs want to please their, their owners once they have established a good relationship with that owner. If your dog just doesn't want to retrieve for you, you should question yourself. Why haven't you, <laughs> why oh. haven't you formed a good relationship with that dog? I'm not saying... Now go out there and throw the ball. Why doesn't dog want to do it? After training it, right? Okay, that's good it. I don't feel so bad now. No, you're fine. Molly does love you. She loves you more than me, but that's okay, <laughs> Molly. That's because you're always sticking things up. Yeah, I know. Then some go there. <laughs> but yeah, when you have this good relationship with her, so you go to a park somewhere where there's no other dogs, no other distractions, and you focus on that ball, kick it around that park, and eventually she's going to go chasing that ball. Okay, doggy pod listeners, have you ever wondered which breed of dog might suit you or your family's lifestyle? Yeah, what size? What kind of personality? A long coat or a short coat? What would you like? Or I'm sure most of you actually have a dog already. Well, you should come along to the Sydney Royal Dog Show. It's part of the Royal Easter Show in Homebush and it's on from April 1st to April 12th. You can hug, sit, chat, take a selfie and hang out with beautiful canines at the Advanced Bark Park. Love Bark it. Park. The Advanced Bark, Bark Park. Park. Yeah. Sounds good. Made it situated right next to the dog show rings, and it's there every day with lots of dogs and lots of experts. Even better, if you already have a dog, you can certainly ask these experts any questions about your dog. You can you know, talk about training, feeding, raising a puppy, and ways that your dog can become a perfect canine friend. And as if that's not enough, guess what? There are giveaways too. We love free stuff. Oh, yes. Who doesn't like the free stuff? So for all our Doggy Pod listeners, it's well worth the trip to the Royal Easter Dog Show. Sponsored by Advance. 
Now, I don't know how uh, common this is with um, people and their dogs, but a lot of dogs are quite noisy sleepers. And, you know, some snore. And but a lot of dogs just do a lot of heavy panting, just yeah. panting, panting, <laughs> panting. Yeah, and not necessarily because it's a warm night or anything. They just pant a lot or you're looking at them and they're asleep, um, but their breathing's quite heavy. Uh, mm. Is this something to be alarmed about or is this just the way dogs work? Uh, that's the way you work too, would you believe? <laughs> yes. Please, please In your explain. sleep. A dog breathes around about, well, as a, a, a youngster, it'll go 15 to 40 breaths a minute. As an older dog, 10 to 30 breaths a minute. So, yeah, they're quite normal mm-hmm. breathing rates for dogs. But sometimes when they're asleep, they go through the, what you go through, rapid eye movement, REMS. That's yes. when your dog dreams, and that's when they increase the respiration rate very commonly. So they'll start, you know, <laughs> yeah, chasing something, or I don't know what they're dreaming about. I'd love to be so, in a dog's so dream. It would be so good. Wouldn't it be beautiful <laughs> to be in a dog's dream? So they are happily asleep and dreaming having of something, their REM, yep. yet having quite a physical yep. sped up breathing. Yeah, and you know what you should do? Leave them alone. I right. know I hate it when I'm in my REMs. <laughs> are you awake? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> so let them sleep, let them enjoy it. Now, I'm not talking about snoring dogs. We'll get that to that in one second, folks. But you know, if your dog's having a dream, a lot of people... Wake up, wake up. Why? Yeah. The dog's laying there having a dream, enjoying itself. I guess because they're worried because they're seeing it breathing heavily. Now, you'll know if your dog's having a seizure, that's very different. Because you know, some people are saying, oh, I was worried. But you, know, you should know the difference between a seizure and just you're just paddling a little bit and, and sleeping and breathing fast. With a seizure, of course, the dog's you know, really thrashing a lot more and has more Actually motor. Actually moving its limbs. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they do a little bit when they're asleep and it's just... And they even give little, you know, sometimes they'll give little whimpers and whoo, whoo, whoo. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're chasing away all, everybody that's bad from your area and looking after you. So they are literally just dreaming about dreaming. something that... REMs are very common in dogs and, well, nece- necessary in dog sleep the way they are in our sleep. Without REMs, you do not get a good night's sleep. So mm. don't be worried when your dog's doing that. Snoring is different. Now, snoring um, can occur because the dog has a long, soft palate or some problem or growth down the throat can Mm. cause snoring. Big tonsils can cause snoring. And that needs to be examined. If your dog's snoring a lot, you really should get it examined. Don't just ignore it. They can also breathe through their mouth a lot if they have pinched nostrils. Some breeds, the nostrils, you look at them, and they're pinched together. Their nose is pinched in and Mm. not really big open noses, so it's a bit harder for them to to breathe through their nose, and they're breathing continually through their mouth. Both those things should be examined by a veterinarian who can do something about it. You can certainly reverse a pinched nostril, believe it or not. Mm. A a soft palate that's long is also doable. And, of course, if there's big problems with tonsils or something else or growth down there, then the veterinarian needs to get in there and fix that as soon as possible. So don't worry about your dog's... You know, breathing fast, little periods where they're breathing fast while they're asleep, very normal. Do worry if they're snoring all the time, they're not getting a good night's sleep. Um, neither are you probably if they're in the bedroom. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, so think, think, the, think about taking them to the vet and reporting that problem. What about if your dog um, constantly wakes up and sort of wanders around? 
you know, just kind of aimlessly in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. It's 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 pitch black, uh, yep. and they're just kind of walking around. Usually, I see that in old dogs. Older I don't, dogs. I okay. don't see that very often in young dogs. Uh, young dogs will, might wake up in the night because mm. they're active dogs, and oh, what's going on down there? I heard the sound. Let's go and check mm. this out. But older dogs, very old dogs, start wandering the house, and it's the beginnings of cognitive dysfunction. What is cognitive dysfunction? I guess Alzheimer's by any other name. Right. It's old dog. Do get problems there. And I like to try and get them to sleep through the night. That's where I will often suggest to the owners that come in, the first thing I'll suggest is a gentle thing like valerian. Valerian root is a sedative, but it's it's a herbal thing. And you'll need big doses to do anything bad. In fact, you won't do anything bad. Even even if the dog had the whole bottle, it wouldn't really hurt it. Mm. But you know, I get the I tell owners with dogs get the Valerian Fort tablets. If you've got a real little dog and you're worried, maybe half a tablet. Uh, even the medium sized dog, I'll give two tablets to at night. If I can relax them and get them a good night's sleep, people often say, "Oh yeah, he's much better during the day now. He seems to." Know what's going on a lot more because he's had a good because night's sleep. He had good night's sleep. And in fact, uh, Valerian, believe it or not, tablets are used a lot in old people's home in Europe. Very common. Um, I've been told by some of the European nurses I've spoken to. So it's it's a good all rounder to start with. If it goes on too much, then you might want to talk to your vet about a heavier sedative to mm. give a good night's sleep. And in dogs, we do have a, a drug does not work every time. But then what drug does, but when it does work, people say, wow, I've got my old dog back, you know, or my young dog back, really. And it's a drug called Vivitone, and we don't, you know, they're not sponsoring us, or we don't have shares in the company. But Vivitone, and when it works, seems to be really good. I often think, what if it works in humans? Maybe if I get a whole lot and you know, keep a, a resource for when I get. Uh, if I get Alzheimer's, but will I remember to take it? There's no, the problem there. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so, so don't fret about all those things that your dogs do in the night. Exactly. As we all know, pets make the world a better place and the team at Advance want to make the world a better place for pets by expert pet nutrition. They believe that one size doesn't fit all and they understand the unique needs of Australian pets. They have nutritionally complete and balanced formulas, offering pet parents a super reliable and consistent meal of guaranteed quality and performance. That's good. Okay, drum roll. It's time for one of the most popular subjects. On the Doggy Pod, uh, backed by popular demand, it's Dr. Rob's Top 5. And this week, it's the top five breeds that Rob thinks just make us smile, either because they're kind of goofy looking or they're just ridiculously playful and funny. So what are the top five dogs that are guaranteed to make us smile? Take it away, Rob. Oh, yeah. And Stephen just said, have I got five breeds? And of course I have not. But you have to have five. That's that's the rule. Well, that is the rule. So we'll start with number five. And I think the Chinese crested. And the Yorkshire Terrier, there goes two. Well, hang on, now I'm confused. So what's a Chinese crested? Oh, they have no hair on their body. Mm-hmm. And they on, there, are, there is one called a, a, a puff, which does have hair all over it. 
but most of them have no hair on their body. They have hair on their head and down their manes. They look very beautiful. They're supposed to look like a stallion. They certainly give, do that part when they walk around, but they are real characters. Uh, owners tell me they just love these little dogs. They're not all that social with other people. They just love their family. They just look funny. And they no, they also they, they act funny. They do same with Yorkshire Terriers. Yorkshire Terriers are those little dogs with that real long silky hair. Yeah. And I know they come in here. We've we've got them here as clients. And oh gosh, these little dogs, they're outstandingly funny with some of the the antics they get to. Just in in the there, you walk away. And, hey, you! They tell you, and you yeah, what's wrong? And, yeah, nothing. <laughs> and you walk away again. Hey, hey, hey! And you've got to go back and talk to them and. Gorgeous little dogs. Cheeky. So coming in at number four, then. The English bulldogs. Yeah, you know, those oh, big, yeah. funny faces. and they. You know, but, again, don't make them overweight just because they're big dogs. Keep them trim. They will keep you entertained, running around, doing all sorts of antics in your yard, I promise you. Very, very funny dogs. Looking around the corner at you to see what you're up to. And there's nothing funny than a, a British bulldog comes around the corner, and perks his head round, big fat head, looks round, tilts his head, looking at its owner. That's going to make funny. me laugh. Coming in at number three then is oh the old English sheep dogs. They, they, really? they are really quite. A, they're not not aggressive at all. These dogs, they're loving dogs, and they if you can't get a smile when you own one, you've got a problem. There he goes. See, you tell him that he's up and off. He goes. There's one in our studio right yeah. now, and he's just wandered off. Yep. The boxers, known as the clowns. So of the this dog is world. boxers at number two. Yeah, the clowns of the dog world. Very much so. Not so if you're a stranger coming into their place. They'll take you out. Great guard dogs. <laughs> but the owners tell you, yep, they are absolutely clowns of the dog world. The things they will get up to, and you know ball chasing and throwing the ball at you literally with their mouths and all what, sorts of things. Why are they called boxers, do you know? Do not know the origin un- of that word. When you think word. it's an unusual name, isn't it? Yeah. For a dog, a boxer. Anyway. Uh, We're going to have to research that for the next doggy Another pod. episode. Yeah, the origins of some dog names. So that just leaves uh, number one. The pug. The oh, pug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little Albert, he follows me around and... Yeah, when food's on, he twists himself around and off he goes and runs around you. And, yep, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, he's just a classic. We call him the inspector here at home because whatever I'm doing, he comes and checks it out. Yeah, make sure I do it right. So, Inspector Albert, yep, you're number one as the clown of the dog world. Alrighty, that is the end of another action-packed episode of the Doggy Pod. Please follow us on Facebook if you don't already. Also Instagram. Um, and remember, if you've missed an episode, they're all just sitting there waiting for you on your platform of choice. Now, we will see you next week. And as always, Rob likes to leave you with a little something. Yeah. If you form a relationship with your dog, a really good relationship, you'll find that your little dog will be at heartbeat at your feet. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.